Hello everybody and welcome to Crimcast. My name is Alexa Maud. Today I am going to be talking to you about YouTube and ways in which to get your research out there. I have to ask you guys, when you think of something that you want to learn, where are the places that you go to type in whatever you're looking for? Okay, so... Beep, boop, beep, boop. I'm hearing for everybody that you go to Google or you go to YouTube. So I want to start by talking about YouTube as a platform. And the first thing I want to kind of bring to the table is a wide range of videos. YouTube has a very wide range of videos. Literally anything that you want to learn about you can go to YouTube and find it. Whether it's videos from eight years ago, 10 years ago, two minutes ago, or two weeks ago, there is something there for everybody. And outside of that, there's also a copious amount of educational content that is put onto the YouTube platform. It's not just vloggers and people that are TikTok famous going on to YouTube and making themselves more popular, but there's actually designated educational areas, whether that be for children, that be for academics, be for aspiring police officers, uh, literally anything. And I remember watching YouTube in high school learning how to do math because that was the one thing I couldn't do. In addition to that, there's also little categories on YouTube. So you have a niche and within that niche is where you can find most of your viewers and overall get most of the attraction to your content. Okay, so first I'm going to start off with talking about the benefits and then we will go into kind of the downsides of YouTube. And then after that, I want to break down for you guys exactly how you can put your research on YouTube in the most constructive way. And by that I mean which ways you can really gain the most of viewers and ways you can combat any issues that you may run into. First benefit is easily shareable links. And what I mean by this is when you curate your YouTube video and go to upload it, the first thing that's gonna come up is your video is now ready to share. You copy and paste. <gasps> shocker and then you can go to any other platform whether that be twitter email facebook literally copy and paste that into the space where you can create a new tweet or what are you up to now if you're looking for more of a limited audience or you are just looking to share it with a specific group of people there is a way that when you upload your video you'll notice it says private public or unlisted and when you press unlisted it means that you have the link that is shareable still and if you want to email your friend or a bunch of colleagues or a, an organization your video you send them that link again just copy and paste it to them and only you and them can see it another benefit is creative and eye-catching thumbnails now, this is this gets me going a little bit because um, when it comes to YouTube, you initially would just like upload a video and you wouldn't think much of how to grab the people's attention. However, when it comes to YouTube, there are so many people uploading videos every minute, every hour, every day. 
And one way in which to really grasp people's attention is by having a creative and eye-catching thumbnail. And that is, the thumbnail is exactly what you see when you go onto YouTube and you scroll through videos. That big picture gives you an overlook of the entire video. Now, if you see one that's really bright colored, maybe has a funny little picture on it or has an animal or a baby, you're more inclined to pick it. If you just have a random thumbnail that YouTube generated for you, which might just be a picture of your face, no one's going to click it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know that. Uh, maybe just don't do that. But when you upload your video, you can upload your own thumbnail that you can create on any other website. And I personally go to PicMonkey, I think it's called, or Be Funky, something like that. It's a free website. You can just upload your picture and make an actual attractive thumbnail to put onto your video. The third benefit is ability to express yourself. Now, through podcasts, you can hear people's voices, as you can tell. But also, when it comes to YouTube, your face is in it, or you at least have the creative ability to showcase aspects of yourself that research papers necessarily don't allow for. I love this about YouTube because it allows you to become connected to your viewers and it allows viewers to become connected to you. When you are able to be yourself, it honestly gets so much more attention and people love your content that much more and will continue to come back for more, which in return relates to my fourth point is greater outreach. When people are loving your video, they're gonna send it and share it to other people. And another way to get greater outreach is by utilizing tags. Now, it's a little bit hidden. Um, it took me a while with the new YouTube update to figure it out. But if you go to YouTube and when you upload your video, you can scroll down while the video is processing and it will say more options, I'm pretty sure. In there, there is a section for tags. Now, tags are keywords that people can search up in YouTube. When new people search up, say, criminology, if you hashtag, hashtag criminology onto your video in the tag section, it will come up as one of the top results or at least one of the results that they can actually see when they first type in that keyword. Also, that kind of depends on how many subscribers you have and just how many views you might have on that particular video, but it does help bump your video up further to have more of a chance to be recognized by the public. And tags can also be really popular things as well. Like I know during Corona right now, oh God, Corona, you can put as many tags as you want. You can put hashtag Corona, you can put hashtag COVID, you can put hashtag criminology, hashtag education, hashtag proactive policing, whatever it is that your video encompasses, you can tag. And that will be very beneficial in gaining that greater outreach. Last but not least, the benefit for YouTube, which is my fifth benefit, is fostering communication from like-minded individuals. By curating your tags and your thumbnail and your title and everything about your video to a specific niche, you are more likely than not to get people that have the same ideas, or at least maybe to have a little bit of devil's advocate in them. Like-minded individuals on YouTube are easy to acquire, and they will likely find your video before you even find them. Because of the way YouTube works, once you start uploading and watching videos that you enjoy or that relate to your content, 
you notice that videos like that will be coming up on your recommended page. Same thing happens with your videos. If those people are watching a lot of criminologically based videos or criminologist research videos, it's going to come up on the recommended and they will likely be watching your videos as time goes on. They can comment on your video, receive feedback, or they can even message you privately, or if you have your business information on your YouTube channel, they can contact you through that and you guys can work on collaborations from people that you might not otherwise have have a chance to receive feedback from. Now onto the more of the flip side, downside of YouTube. Um, I'm not going to dwell too much on the downsides because honestly there's not like too many. Um, and also, why do you want to focus on negativity in such a trying time, right? To begin with the downsides, um, I'd say the number one downside would be trolls on the internet. And yeah, like academic Karens might be a part of that. But more or less on YouTube, sometimes you can get these bots or you can get trolls that just like to make you feel bad about your content. But, but there is a way around that. There is a part on YouTube in your settings where you can go and you can kind of decide who and what is allowed to comment on your videos. If you don't want any comments, you can turn your comments off or you can have them, you can have a bunch of comments marked as spam. So later on in your videos, you can go and check and see who is commenting and you can kind of decide what comments you want to stay, what comments you want to delete, which is amazing because why do you want more? Why do you want any kind of hate on your videos? You don't. And honestly, when it comes to educational content and research on YouTube, it, we're kind of lucky because a lot of people that are viewing those ideas and like our content are not going to be bashing us because our videos are our work and our livelihood compared to people that might vlog or share their day-to-day -day life. There's more, there's more things up for speculation and for outside comments to kind of infiltrate that. The other downside is lack of views or lack of subscribers. And what I mean by this is, again, when it comes to the benefits and talking about greater um, outreach, it's hard to get your videos to take off and get like thousands of views unless you have a very strong base of subscribers. It's hard for your videos to be curated to go onto people's recommended sections. So that's where kind of the linking your work on different social media platforms comes in handy. Because if you put it on Twitter, you put it on TikTok, you can put it on Facebook, you can put it onto Instagram on your business profile and that facilitates a really good outreach because you're getting people from different areas that can be driven to your content rather than relying solely on YouTube to put your content and research out there. So now you guys are probably wondering, Alexa, how do we do this? Well, let me tell you. The very first thing you want to do is establish a way in which you would like to present your research. A way in doing this is to do a unique setting. So I don't know if you guys have seen Khan Academy or anything like that on YouTube, but they set it up almost like a classroom. So you are talking to the viewer and engaging the audience. So my favorite way to do this is pretending that I'm in a newscast or pretending that I am in a classroom like I had just mentioned. That way you're not only making it fun for the audience, but you're also making it fun for you because you are teaching the world about your hard work and your passion. It also keeps the viewer entertained throughout the entirety of the video rather than, you know those lectures that you sit in in university and it's about three hours long and the prof is like meh, 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 meh. Yeah, you don't want that. You want something that will keep people on their toes and also this kind of translates into editing which will be 
a whole nother part of this, but that is all inherently intertwined. Now, the second idea that I have for when you are developing your YouTube video, do not read your paper word for word, I swear. Because I can tell you one thing, like I had just mentioned, people will not stay entertained. People will get distracted, lose focus, and honestly just not pay attention to any part of your video. So one way to combat this is to summarize your key points and findings. Now this might be easiest to kind of, not verbatim, but get all your information from your discussion um, as a kind of it all it's all encompassing of your entire project um, so that's one thing to keep in mind as well and the last tip I have for everybody is to pose a few questions now I'm not saying yell at everybody on the screen asking them oh what do you think the sky is blue because we all know the answer to that well hopefully but you want to allow the viewer to analyze their own thoughts as well as comprehend what you are saying. So this facilitates a response in the comment section or again, outside of that, whether it be through messaging or another social media platform. But by posing a few questions or even your own research questions, it allows for that open conversation to occur following the viewing of the video. Thank you guys so much for listening, and please be sure to follow CrimCom on our social media pages. On Twitter, it is at ComCrim, which is at C-O-M-M-C-R-I-M. Our TikTok account, which is CrimCom, again, C-R-I-M-C-O-M-M. Follow me on Twitter if you are interested. My name is at LexaMod, at L-E-X-A-M-A-U-D-E. Thank you guys again for tuning in and I will see you, well, you guys will be hearing from me in the next one. Bye.